Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on May the 2nd, 2011. For newcomers to the show, look to cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help yourself to the hundreds of audios which are up there for download for free. And bookmark the sites you'll see listed on the com site there because uh, sometimes you'll find a bit of sticking when everyone goes into the com to download at the same time. So you've got a whole variety to choose from from uh, the other sites listed there. Remember, they all carry transcripts too of a lot of the talks I've given for print up. And you can also go into Alan Watt Sentient, sentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages and print them up and pass them around to your friends. Remember too, you're the audience that bring me to you. I'm not uh, backed by any big uh, backers at all, or any backers, in fact, and I don't promote uh, various uh, items for sale, etc., except the books I have and the discs. So it's up to you to keep me going by buying those. You'll find how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and you can also, remember, buy them from the U.S. to Canada. You can use a personal check. You can use an international postal money order from your post office. You can use cash, and you can also use PayPal, just uh, send uh, the, the PayPal donation. You'll see the button on the com site and follow it up with an email with name, address and order and I'll get it out to you across the rest of the world. You've got Western Union, MoneyGram. Uh, some people send cash, uh, especially from, from uh, Britain and they can send the euro, of course, that's still accepted here. And you can use PayPal again to, to donate or to purchase. Remember two that straight donations are certainly welcome, doesn't matter how much it is either, because if I got a, a couple of hundred a month, I'd be awfully, awfully happy, and um, even a hundred a month, in fact, for that matter, straight donations. But uh, that's how things are in the suicidal way that I do it, which is really to bring on no advertisers at all. I don't attempt to terrify you and then sell you the antidote on, on this particular broadcast. I just try to get you to understand the basic system into which you're born into, a system that pre-existed your birth and your parents' birth to show you you're living in a long-term business plan to shape the world and create the right kind of people, the right mentalities, the right belief systems for those who are born into it so they'll never really break through from the bottom level. That's what it's all about. And that's why I have continuous wars and you're given utter lies about what the wars are really all about. Uh, the plunderers have been here for an awful long time. They run your money supply. They plunder yourself sometimes through the banking system, at least twice a century. And all your politicians are pre-selected to work for the bankers, and they keep proving it by using your tax money to bail out their fellow crooks, the bankers, their bosses. So if people can't get that through their head, they'll really get nothing through their heads. And it doesn't matter what politician you pick, they're all pre-selected by the banking boys. They all belong to the Council on Foreign Relations, Royal Institute of International Affairs, and they have done for a hundred years. That's Professor Carol Quigley, who was their official historian. So, 
And that's the name in the game, and we're given these jokers to choose from. We don't vote people in, really. We new faces in. We vote the whole bunch out. We're so sick of them. And then it goes on and on indefinitely with the same scenarios with each party coming and going. Promises, promises. We live on promises, eh? And the people fall for it too, don't they? And, um, and of course, they all cater to special interest groups. That's why they create special interest groups as well. For, for the vote doesn't mean that they have to, uh, actually cater, actually cater to them once they're in, mind you. Uh, at least we'll get them more lip service. But the fact is, you see, we're all managed in this circus. It's a, it's a simple circus to, to manage, in fact. And all media, of course, is part of the media circus to keep you entertained, distracted, and to believe the lies they give out about what they claim is the truth. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. For everything that happens in this world on a large scale, there's always a plan behind it. Long-term plan, long-term agendas. And I've always mentioned too that the elite themselves must always survive. That's their first tenet. They must go on down through time with their progeny and so on. In command, in control, with the same power or accumulating more power. That's, that's primo amongst all of their tenants, so they they got to make sure they survive against everything that could possibly possibly go wrong, and they have covered everything. Even if if asteroids were to hit the Earth or things like that, they're they're trying to they've got whole think tanks working on it, lots of your tax money working on it to make sure that they of course will survive through thick and thin, in underground chambers, inside mountains, all the old stuff. And they have these places already, of course, again, using your tax money, not much different from the ones they made during the Cold War for the important people to survive, supposedly under the, the guise of continuation of government. And nothing should really surprise us about this because, you see, we at the bottom don't really live, even the middle class, they don't live in a reality. They're given the reality, and, and their schooling reinforces that reality, by the way, in all classes into what they eventually believe. And then they're given their favorite media for each class, etc. There's even ones for, for the Washington crew alone, just magazines and so on, quickly went into that so that they would get their opinions about what they would think about things too. Everyone's given that their opinions on how to think about things. Nothing's been missed here. Nothing has been missed. And, of course, the only little blip in time where people could get any other views out on anything was during the brief time with the internet before they started censoring it and before even big supposing opposition groups got into it under the guise of freedom. It's just the usual right wing and left wing Marxist stuff again backed by foundations and so on. So the internet really has almost had its time and then the rest of it too is extraneous stuff that goes all over outer space, UFOs, aliens, and so on, just to make sure that anybody who is a bit weak in the mind to start with will be utterly, utterly devastated the time they're finished. The roundabout of conspiracies and aliens, and they're looking everywhere in the sky for the, for the perpetrators of what's happening here, rather than looking at the characters that sit on top of the banks and all the rest of it, and in, at international meetings. Everything is taken care of by PSYOPs, operations, and so on. And Sunstein and others have talked about that. They've been into the Internet for years since it started, putting out opposition groups, 
putting out uh, groups too that work full time just to defame people, in fact, as well. And to, even to get other groups fighting other groups are very good at it. They've been doing this in countries before they had the internet, just getting groups to fight other groups. And they're doing the same, of course, with the internet as well. So I always knew it would be a temporary thing. And its main function, of course, ultimately is to monitor every individual who'll be quite happy being monitored and actually trains them to be monitored because they're constantly told that they are. And eventually uh, a generation comes up that doesn't mind priv- having no privacy at all. That's, it. That's what the government's been after for thousands of years. They don't have to send spies and then you'll put everything up quite happily yourself. And everything they can, they really look at too, even with uh, nuclear facilities. Now they knew back in the days of Madame Curie and all the rest of them what radiation did to the early pioneers and how it killed them off and so on. There were dialing flies in the early days. And they also knew, uh, from all their testing with, with weaponry, World War II, what the atomic bomb did and, and plutonium did and, and strontium-90 and, and all the rest of it. They, they knew what it did to people. Now, the, the elite don't sit back and say, my goodness, this is kind of nasty. If this is ever used, or even if there's a fault at some nuclear plant, we'll be affected too. No, they don't do that. They tell their, their underlings to get busy on ways to make sure that they won't die through one of these catastrophes. And a while back, I mentioned one of the pills that they've announced that they've got on the lower level, mind you, because if it's announced to the public, then it's a low-level type pill, which is, is meant to, to try and attempt to stop mutations happening in the mitosis or splitting off of, of cells, uh, which, in other words, goes into cancers, to stop that from happening. And believe you me, there'll be much higher ones you'll never hear of for the elite because they've got all the money in the world. It's called your tax money, and they make sure through various national security organizations it's funneled into their proper researches to save themselves at the top. They don't sit back and say, if this goes down, we'll go down too. And a few weeks ago, I was thinking, you know, the last thing you want really during a radiation fallout is rain, because rain, of course, accumulates on its way down all the radiation floating in the atmosphere, and brings it right down to ground level and dew and the plants and soil and everything else. And I tinkered with the idea at the time. I said, well, I'll bet they've thought of that too. And I, I even joked about it. I said, I wonder if they're sacrificing us uh, in, in parts of Canada and the States uh, with lots and lots of rain, as they have been doing, uh, to stop it from going further, even across even to, to Europe or even further from, from Europe into the Middle East. And lo and behold, up comes an article to verify, of course, they'd already thought of all that a long time ago, by the way. And for those who have probably seen the many disclosures on the old-fashioned techniques of making it rain, the silver oxide and so on, uh, and especially with China, who always announced that they're doing it for Olympic Games and special occasions and stuff. Well, here's an article here. It says, How We Made the Chernobyl Rain. And this is from the Telegraph, and it says, Russian military pilots have described how they created rain clouds to protect Moscow from radioactive fallout after the Chernobyl nuclear disaster in 1986. Major Alexei Grushin repeatedly took to the skies above Chernobyl and Belarus and used artillery shells filled with silver iodide to make rain clouds that would wash out radioactive particles drifting towards densely populated cities.
More than 4,000 square miles of Belarus were sacrificed to save the Russian capital from the toxic radioactive material. Now, that tells you it was already on the books because they, they do look at every possibility even before they build the things, what could happen and how would they deal with it. You wouldn't believe the amount of your money goes into what all the what-ifs. It says the wind direction was moving from west to east and the radioactive clouds were threatening to reach the highly populated areas of Moscow, Voronezh, uh, Nizhny, at Novgorod, uh, Yaroslavl, he told Science of Superstorms, a BBC2 documentary to be broadcast today. This is the April 22nd. If the rain had fallen on those cities, it would have been a catastrophe for millions. The area where my crew was actively influencing the crowds was near Chernobyl, uh, not only in the 30-kilometer zone, but out to a distance of 50, 70, and even 100 kilometers. It says, so anyway... In the wake of the catastrophic, the catastrophic meltdown of the Chernobyl reactor, people in Belarus reported heavy black-colored rain around the city of Gomel. Shortly beforehand, aircraft had been spotted circling the sky, ejecting colored material behind them. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Moscow has always denied that cloud seeing took place after the accident, but last year, on the 20th anniversary of the disaster, Major Grushin was among those honored for bravery. He claims he received the award for flying cloud seeding missions during the Chernobyl cleanup. A second Soviet pilot, who asked not to be named, also confirmed the program makers that cloud seeding operations took place as early as two days after the explosion. See, that was already on the books, obviously. And it will be on the books across the planet. Alan Flowers, a British scientist, is one of the first Western scientists allowed in the area to examine the extent of radioactive fault around Chernobyl, said that the population in Belarus was exposed to radiation doses 20 to 30 times higher than normal as a result of the rainfall causing intense radiation poisoning in children. Mr. Flowers was expelled from Belarus in 2004 after claiming that Russia had seeded the clouds. He said the local population say there was no warning before these heavy rains and the radioactive fallout arrived. So for those who are wondering why we're being pelted with incredible rain here, um, maybe it'll be the same idea. Bring it down here. You only sacrifice some to save the many, as they say in some uh, holy books. And... Um, that kind of thing is probably happening, and actually, actually, there's a truth there. There's no doubt about it, because we've had rains in Canada, and Ontario here, uh, that literally put the water up about 12 inches within two days in some of the streams and so on. So uh, they would definitely bring it down, obviously, to save something further on. Plus, you, you had all the other weather, weather modification and the way they can alter the winds with weather warfare technologies today. They can also direct it to where they want it to go and where they want it to stay away from. Even with tornadoes and so on, they can suck really massive storm clouds from elsewhere, guide them to a target, and suck all that rain with them. So we're living literally in not science fiction anymore, it's science reality. And it's really been here for an awful long time. Because we're at the bottom, and mushroom land are supposed to be the last to know about it. Now also... Japan admits daily radioactive release from Fukushima at 154 trillion becquerels, many times higher than previously announced, and that's from the Nuclear Commission. They actually say the Nuclear Commission blames calculation error. They couldn't find a good computer or a calculator, you know. But your, your country and government would tell you the same nonsense. 
It says trillion barrels of radioactive released into the atmosphere at least 154 for a, a day. Uh, Yumiiro Shimbun, April 23rd, it says, The Cabinet Office, the amount of radioactive material was released into the atmosphere from Fukushima, the nuclear power station, TEPCO, even at five days this month, settled emissions, tera 154 becquerels per day, which is to one terabyte, uh, is one trillion. Um, it says, announced that it had reached, it reached at one trillion, in other words. So the full report is here, I'll put this link up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the broadcast. And you could read it yourself. But um, this stuff is still spewing out, by the way, but you wouldn't know so, according to the, the mainstream media. And I hope you all really, and I keep saying this, I really, I wish you'd all learn your lessons, that the mainstream media is not there to help you. And people have forgotten it already. Oh, look at the prince's wedding. Oh, wow. Oh, they've got Osama. Oh, wow. They just don't learn, do they? Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix. And it's true. It's true. Bread and circuses for the public. Distract them. It's not a difficult thing to do, is it? And, of course, um, they gave them the, this uh, fairy tale princess, uh, Dash the Toad, uh, royal wedding there. And, of course, about 80% of women, they say, tuned in to watch it because it really is a very primitive thing where they can fantasize, thinking that uh, project themselves, that could be me. It's a genetic thing. It's the old thing where kings used to um, have the honor of taking a virgin bride from someone else for the first night. Prima Nocta, and of course uh, that was practiced pretty well in some countries, and it was an honor for the woman because then she could boast to all the rest, you know, he chose me above all of you, etc., etc. So they give you that, and uh, never mind the lavish expense, but it's all paid for the taxpayers anyway, so it doesn't really matter to keep all this farce and this, this ruling system and all the oligarchs going, distract you from uh, the fact that every country is going down the tube financially as you go into communitarianism and austerity, etc. And um, and that's a favorite thing that they do. Every uh, Read your histories and look at the incredible lavish parties that were laid on in previous ages when countries were going down the tubes. Uh, they, they get worse all the time. And it just seems to work with the public. They come with their Chinese-made flags, and they stand in the fields, like they're told to stand in the field, and then they're told to come out at the right time to wave to the passing car, which they'll do obediently. And uh, everything's staged, of course, as it always is, uh, to, to make sure that there's another generation of freeloaders uh, going to rule over you uh, to make sure the same system continues forever. So... Uh, I have no faith in the general public. I never have had, and I keep saying that you've got to become an individual to even understand what is happening. Uh, if you're still stuck in a group mentality, you haven't progressed terribly far. That's the basic truth there. And as I say, the media is not your friend, never will be your friend. And remember, all the groups out there have their other causes. People have to follow groups. They, you have shopping malls, I call them, and shopping stores for everything. You've got 
stores for religion, uh, basically. They're all preset for you, and you go in there and find the suit that size, the suit that, that, that fits you. That's your religion. I like that. Well, I'll take that one. Thank you. How much does that cost? And, and you wrap up your religion and walk out with it, and then you can come back next week and try another one. It's the same with everything else out there. What should I join? What cause should I join? And they've got a whole ready-made store for that too. And people do that all the time. They they can't stop and say, gee, I, I should sit and think for myself for a while. No, they've got to look for some group where they have at least something in common with, at least on their propaganda level, draw them in. And before you know it, you're a working drone for some other uh, direction. The people who follow never, ever know the real motivation of the leaders of a group. Never. Never do. That's why the world's been setting up groups for thousands of years to fight bad things. And the same bad things just keep going over and over them, like a steamroller, uh, right up to the present time, and nothing changes. It just gets worse. Now, here's another article here. Japan radiation leaks from fuel rods suspected at another plant. Now it's uh, Tsuruga plant, it's called. So leaks from radioactive substances from fuel rods are suspected to have occurred at a nuclear power plant in Suruga uh, at Fukuya Prefectural Government said uh, Monday, setting a rise in the level of radioactive substances in coolant water. Probably they've been dumping it too. That's what they always do everywhere else. Uh, the operator Japan Atomic Power Co. Uh, will manually shut down the number two reactor of the plant on the Sea of Japan coast and examine the primary cooling system for it. Local government denied that the levels of radioactive substances could threaten the nearby environment. Well, of course, now they're telling you that radiation is quite safe and everything. And you might mutate into the next great leap forward and become a superior human creature. You know, it gives you the chills to envisage it with all the propaganda that's out there with, you know, androgyny and stuff. Anyway... Uh, that's what's uh, happening in Japan too. But remember, your own plants do this quite frequently. They superheat, and of course, when uh, hydrogen builds up, they've got to release it into the atmosphere and keep quiet, or and then they pump the, the radioactive water at the nearest available lake. And that's just the way it is. This article here is interesting too uh, to do. It's been on, out there on the Internet for quite some time. But it's still apparently to taking place, I think, is it this month or whatever. But the White House readies the U.S. shakeout to prepare citizens for earthquakes. Now, this is the cover, the massive homeland security operation uh, with multi-jurisdictional task forces, including the civilian authorities they've set up in every area for martial law. Is to be, this is the guys that's going under. And it says the Departments of Homeland Security and Education are reaching out to millions of people in central U.S. states to get them to participate in an earthquake preparedness drill. In an event called the Great Central U.S. Shakeout, Homeland Security Secretary Janet uh, Napoleon, sorry I keep saying that's a Freudian slip, and, and Napolitano, and Education Secretary Arne Duncan are reaching out to the areas in the Midwest that could be impacted by an earthquake along the New Madrid fault line. According to the event's website, more than 2.5 million people have committed to taking part in Thursday's drill, in which participants will be now told how to react in the event of an earthquake. It's, I mean, it's, it's total dismartial law preparation, that's all. Uh, participants are told to drop to the ground, take cover under something sturdy, such as a desk or a table. Remember the old nuclear or the Cold War drills they had to go under your table, you know, and hold on to it until the shaking stops. 
It's critical that all members of the nation's emergency management team, including the federal government, state, local, tribal offices, the private sector and the public, are prepared. They're also going to do preparations in moving whole communities from one area to another, like refugees. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix and from another article too from FEMA itself it says National Level Exercise 2011, NLE 2011, National Level Exercise 211 is scheduled for May 2011. The purpose of the exercise is to prepare, coordinate a multi-jurisdictional integrated response to a national catastrophic event which is just martial law, because it doesn't matter what happens, even if it's a real disaster, it's martial law that they implement. So it says it's designated as a Tier 1 national level exercise. Uh, Tier 1 exercises, formerly known as Top Officials Exercise or Top Off, are conducted annually in accordance with the National Exercise Program. It sounds like a fitness thing, doesn't it? Which serves as the nation's overarching exercise program for planning, organization, conducting, and evaluating national level exercises. It was established to provide the U.S. government at all levels exercise opportunities to prepare for catastrophic crises ranging from terrorism to natural disasters. And I, and it should really add into it and bank failures as well because <laughs> they'll go down the tubes if, if when they pull the plug with the next part of bank collapse part two or three or four or whatever it happens to be. But they give you all the areas it's supposed to take place in, uh, all the all the counties and all the states that are involved in it. And... Um, who, and all, all the agencies that are going to involve stacks and stacks of agencies. And uh, then, then, of course, it's got uh, mass care, sheltering, feeding-related services, medical search, citizen evacuation and shelter in place. That also goes for pandemics and, and anything else that happens, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then it says validating the homeland security system. So they've got to, once you create a system, it's just like cops, you know, you've got to, they're all standing around doing not much at all. If it's not much crime, they're, they're just sort of walking around, you know, and chatting around, or they're in donut shops and stuff like that. So you've always got to get a make work project for them. So when you've got this massive institution under FEMA and homeland security, you've got to do something with them. And they've got panels at the top that sit and try and validate their jobs by making big work uh, projects for them. So make work projects, really, that's what they are. But it's also for something that's coming down the pike at the right time because they are pulling uh, the Western countries right down to the bottom. There's no doubt about it. And the U.S. just has to finish off paying taxes, uh, sending drones across the world to bomb folk and making missiles and so on and supplying the military and the taxes that go with it all. Uh, they just got to finish off a few countries across the world, and that's that's the last job they got left for them. There's no work to go home to, and that they're pulling the plug from underneath them, the rug from under their feet, as they, they do it all. I've said this is this was a technique for years. Why? Because it's been done before in history in other countries. Now I'll go to the calls now, and there's Derek from Pennsylvania. Are you there, Derek? Hi there. Can you hear me? I can. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise, Alan. Um, it's actually Clarence, I'm, I'm a friend of Derek's. Yep. And um, 
I first of all wanted to say I saw Order of Chaos. Uh, it was an incredible movie. It's, you know, very uh, vulgar, you know, very uh, New Agey, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that the or New Age morality, rather. But uh, it's actually, it's an incredibly good movie, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. And uh, if anyone wants to check it out, mm-hmm. they really should. But, uh, you know, it's not something they should give to their kids, because... That's right. I'm sure you could say that. Uh, actually, their children now probably have seen worse at school. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I can relate. Uh, I also wanted to say, uh, you, you're talking about, in the beginning of the show, you talk about how you need a, a little extra change. Mm-hmm. So if people could, uh, you know, people who have more, I personally am broke. You know, I was, I've been thinking about sending you a few quarters, you know, at the end of the month in yeah. my bank account. But anyone who has more, they could really help out. And, it would, you know, it would be helping me and all the others who are listening as well. Uh, maybe uh, if, if someone wants to send you a question over the web, maybe send you a couple quarters or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you could talk about it for a little while. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was just on my mind. And uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions after the introduction. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, uh, I'm sure you have opinions on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually saw Full Metal Jacket recently. Again, I'd seen it when I was younger, but I never saw it with a discerning glance. And uh, he actually hailed Satan in that movie. Have you heard of that? Like, full on. What did I'm sorry. What did you say there? Oh, he hailed Satan in the movie. It actually oh. in the in one of the backdrops, one of the mm-hmm. Vietnamese sayings in the back. Have you heard of that? That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was blown. <laughs> I was blown away. And uh, it, there's just so much you could talk about on that issue. Um, I mean, it, the whole concept of the soldiers. It seems like they're going through a satanic, uh, like a like a metaphor almost of the elite's religion in that they're the destruction of your conscience into a psychopath. And it kind of, they also, you know, take snipes at the, the dumb soldiers, how they, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, uh, born to kill. And one of them actually says, has I am become God, the, the character named Animal Mother. Yep. yep. Yes, I am. That was, that was Oppenheimer, actually, but it's, I see it kind of like a, a little snide joke. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll I'll just uh, I'll say one more thing. There's, well, uh, maybe two more things quickly. Uh, firstly, about women in Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick's films, it seems to be like a philosophy of the elite that they hate women, and uh, in every single film of his, it's extremely vulgar. And I, you know, I honestly wouldn't even recommend people watching them, except unless you're, you know, the noble sort who can endure the pornography and etc. Eyes wide shut, etc. Yep. And uh, this is way off topic, and maybe you can talk a little about it in the show. Um, there's, I've noticed pictures on them, historical, I guess, Renaissance period pictures. Some of the faces seem like they've been scraped off and replaced with a different face on them. I believe I heard about this reading online a long time ago, and uh, it comes to mind that, you know, I would usually research things on my own before asking you, but um, I remember something about, Hermes or something in the Trimagestus or Mm -hmm. that cult. And uh, I was wondering uh, what the connections are, if you've heard about this group of people. And, uh, you know, it it kind of, if what I believe is correct, it seems like part of their religion is, you know, the destruction of beauty and in that 
I've noticed it's always been a beautiful woman's face that they scrape off and put on a less pretty face. So uh, just uh, talk about that a little if you could. I appreciate it so much, and just have a good night. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thanks for calling. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I could go on actually so much about even just the movies and the things you don't see in the movie unless you use special filters and so on, and the symbols that will actually appear on people's faces. Um, one of them is Indiana Jones, and, he, and, and of course the actors are totally unaware. This is obviously done in the studios, but you'll see lots of uh, phallic symbols in the shadows of the neck and the face and so on, and it's, it's, this works on a subconscious level, and one fellow actually did it, uh, a very good uh, documentary on this, uh, and it showed you, what you were seeing, he blew them up and filtered them, and my God, it's very, very incredibly explicit with so much in occultic symbology all through it. We're talking about ancient, um, an ancient brotherhood, basically, put it that way, that's existed for, for thousands of years. And we get the traces down through times, as I've mentioned before, you'll get it through the, the Greek philosophers who all trained in Egypt pretty well and who all were given the same image of society. is very much Hinduistic in style in that it, it truly believes in a caste system, a natural caste system. And even when you go down through the ages, you'll find the same characters being coming out in front to try and re to reintroduce the, their perfect utopia where everyone knows their place. Uh, socialism, of course, was one of the big champions of it and so on. But uh, they do definitely tamper with uh, everything down through the ages, uh, um, great portraits and everything else, because you've got to understand that the great artists, as they're called, uh, were always had patrons. And the patrons were always very incredibly wealthy people, uh, members of the high brotherhoods. And uh, the basically the artist had to please his master. Technically, artists are prostitutes. It doesn't matter what type of art you're into. If you want to make it big, you have to prostitute yourself according to your master's demands. And that goes for music as well, by the way. And um, uh, most are, are very, very willing to do what they're told. If you go into, uh, say, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, he was allowed, he was given special permission by the Pope to dissect bodies, take them apart, which for anyone else was desecration of a body, and that was a crime, a capital crime. But, of course, they made exception for him because he was one of the special chosen. And um, that's why he was also privy to a lot of even more further ancient um, history to do with science than, than, than he let on, let on about, of course, but it came out in his drawings and stuff. So you're looking at a very occultic system down through the ages. Symbols, everything's a symbol to them. There's a whole language of symbology. And that's why members of the groups, regardless of what country they came from, uh, could always understand the same language by reading the symbology uh, on on walls and the stelas uh, and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's still used today. It's, it's it's all around you. It's everywhere you look, actually. It's in all parliaments. It's in the U.S. Congress, and you'll see the fasci and all the rest of it. There's nothing there by chance. Uh, very, very, very ancient. The, the Roman uh, Curia at one time had the fasci, the Roman church, that is where they walked with holding the fasci, the bundle of rods around the axe, and there's about six of them in a procession around the Pope at one time, 
and that, that at that time was ultimate power. And the symbol, of course, is that if you take one stick out of it, yeah, you can break that stick, you tie them together, and, and try to break it over your knee, you'll break your knee. So it was strength, unity through, through numbers, but our strength through numbers uh, into one. We're all one, many are one. But they've used the trick of um, arts all down through the ages to, to trick everyone into um, a, a sort of forward-looking direction. When you look into the different levels of art, too, and the time periods they give you them, and they name them for you, uh, Baroque and, and Rococo and so on, they're actually giving you a systems that are shaping mankind because you're, you're altered mentally by the system in which you live and in, in the, in the generation in which you live. This hasn't stopped the present time, by the way. And uh, it's a, a tremendous effect on the psyche, that is, everything around you has a tremendous effect on the human psyche in ways you don't even know it's happening to you. Today, it's into uh, technical stuff. It's, it's almost a sterile environment. It's emotionally sterile, in fact, although you're allowed to stimulate all, all the, the, the basically desires to the ultimate now. But when you stimulate the desires and you take away any beauty from anything around you, you end up with a, a very cool psychopath or, or a sociopath and you're also ready for destruction. People fight and die for things they love and can relate to the land, uh, even the, the building types around them that the ordinary people live in. That's what they fight and die for. When you take all that away and you put them in a concrete jungle of squares and no beauty whatsoever, and you give them electronics, and that becomes their focal point for all their attention, then you're literally taking away the human part of the human being. And they're being programmed to think almost like a computer and react like a computer with no emotion or very little emotion. And they cannot relate, in fact, once I've been through the indoctrination system within the school system, they can't relate to even what you're talking about. You are now the barbarian. You're the old man in in Brave New World where where the created humans, the so-called advanced ones, uh, tolerated the barbarian and thought he was rather quaint with his ideas of having a partner and a mate for life and having children, where they've been taught, of course, they could have a different partner every, every night. In fact, it was mandatory. You couldn't sleep with the same par- partner twice in a week, um, which, again, was tried in the, in, uh, the Oneidan community in New York in the 1800s, by the way. But anyway, you're looking at an ongoing system that understands how your mind works and how you perceive visually, how you perceive uh, auditory, uh, it even smells. Everything is catered to, and you don't even know it. People haven't got a clue. They don't know it at all, that they're being shaped by very intelligent people. I'm not talking about computer programmers. They're a dime a dozen. Uh, I'm talking about the people up way above that on the higher levels of science that also work with, uh, is now called uh, neuroscience and neurolinguistics and even neurosymbology, because we work, we work more with some symbols than we do with actual words nowadays. So uh, these high artists like Kubrick and so on, and many others, know how to put these things into their movies, and they do degrade women, because women, they say, have one function, and that is to pra- pass on the progeny of superior types. Uh, that's really what they believe. In fact, you'll find traces of it in Pike's books uh, for Freemasonry, and Freemasons is a front for another religion, by the way. Uh, it's, a, it's a Gentile front. And um, 
they talked about the same thing, that, that whatever, they would change the world through the female psyche because the female will adapt to change quicker than males were. Males were far more conservative. Uh, and um, the, the women will, will try something new if there's mass persuasion. And they said, too, that they would stop using uh, tailor-making the cultural changes for, for different countries. Like, we'll try this in one country, but the culture's different. He will try that. He said, whatever will work on the, on the female of the one country will work on the female of the other. That's what they'd already found out by the 1800s. So the end of the family unit was to come. We've got that has happened pretty well. Uh, we went through the 80s where single-parent housing was getting built all through most of Europe's countries by the government, by mandate. Because they knew darn well, they already knew, they were absolutely certain that uh, they would not take mates for life because they'd been conditioned that way. And all entertainment, of course, uh, augments that too and and basically conditions them uh, that life is just one happy string of lovers one after another until they get rather old, uh, they feel they've missed out on something and then they've got the psychiatry to take over the, uh, the, the big gap in their lives and lots of pills. All discussed, by the way, back in the 1920s. All of that, that I've just talked about. Discussed back in the 1920s at very high level think tanks and so on. So we've gone through it all, uh, generation after generation, until we live in a generation of total degradation. And those who are involved in degradation don't know they're degraded. They quite enjoy it because um, when you take a country down towards the end, it's no different than Rome. Anything goes, everything's promoted, satisfy the senses, and you're oblivious to what's happening around you, and you won't stand up collectively to fight for anything which is right, because you don't know what is decent anymore. And these characters, they make it up to uh, the high movie level. Uh, Kubrick, of course, knew, as did uh, Clark, uh, that 2001 was to be the kickoff. That's why he wrote 2001, The Space Odyssey. It was to be a kickoff for a brave new world. Uh, the next novel was called 2010. Uh, that's really when uh, the, the countries of the world would see the great change. This was a century of change where they start unifying all the monies and the systems of the world under the United Nations. We're living through an agenda. And it's very occult to those who have not eyes to see or ears to hear. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and I'll have to dig up that link if, if I can find it where the guy shows you all the different shadows in, in various movies. And these are, these are obviously put in after when they make the movie, uh, and the actors are oblivious of it all, and you wonder why that little shadow is there. It doesn't see, it seems out of place until you blow it up and look at what you're looking at, and it's very, very clear what you're looking at. Incredible sexual symbology everywhere, even in shadows on people's faces. But uh, we'll go to Bob from Texas now, if Bob's here. Alan, how are yes, you? not too bad. Uh, no. Still waiting for the literature, but, uh, hey, I think we're still on the same page, so I've been doing a lot of reading. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, you know, uh, you're talking about all this symbology and so forth. Uh, I, I was going to ask you some other things, but as, as, as this went on, I couldn't help but think about the uh, uh, bin Laden death being coinciding with the uh, May Day Eve that the Druids 
um, find um, you know some or you know ceremonial type thing, and then uh, Hitler, of course, you know being supposedly killed on the same day, and and how they're promoting that, and. Mm-hmm. It, but it doesn't really matter because they probably had them frozen for the last 10 years. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think it's kind of strange how they would bring it out on this day. It all, almost seems like, too, that there might be something they're diverting you from. Everything is diversion. Even, this, even that story is diversion. Whatever really is happening today will come out maybe in a month's time from the Council on Foreign Relations to do with some global agreement that was signed that we heard nothing about. That 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 will be the real story. Right, that, that, that everyone was focusing story. on on yeah. this and and maybe the birth certificate issue and, and this sort of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's utter. Then the media are literally a media that that can agree globally to censor all radiation news on the same day, and implement it on the same day. Why would you trust them about anything? And, and then, <laughs> you know, you, you talking about the rain, like you're, you know. Strategic raining, yep. uh, and, you know they have the capability of doing that. They've had that technology yep. for for years to yep. seed the clouds and, and put rain where they want it. It's yep. not like it's anything new, mm-hmm. and you know so and people. I don't. And then watching this thing, I just can't believe how people can sit there and see and you know watch the media with this and and just not think anything about it, you know, it's, it's just one lie after another. It is one lie after another. And then, you know, you, you mentioned about, um, um, uh, you know, of course, the big wedding, the big royal wedding, and, and that's such fanfare, <laughs> unbelievable how, the, how, how, you know, and, you know, there's a patriotic sense here in America for Britain, yep. you know, and uh, seeing little kids, I, I was in, I was in Austin the other day, and I saw little kids wearing the Union Jack T-shirts, yeah. and you know, I mean. <laughs> There's here's the thing with people. See, people really want to worship other people. Yeah, it's a fairy tale thing. Is what it, it's a fairy tale fantasy, like you say. You know, everyone. Oh, and then I noticed too, and I, I I caught glimpses of it on the news. You can't help but see it. It's all over the place. Of how the princes, you know, these two modern day princes, are much different from stuffy. Uh, Prince Charles, and you know, of course, that puts him more down to earth. You know, yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Kind of appeal to the different <laughs> culture. Oh, 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 sure. I mean, that's why they, they bred uh, that they start to breed up again because they were inbred and it showed in Charles. But uh, uh, then they got um, uh, Diana in. But you'll find their natures are just the same, by the way. Their natures will be. Uh, and by the way, I, I mean their real natures. I'm not talking about. Uh, you know, their, their natures will show and their real preferences will show down the road because it's tradition with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you but, so much, Alan. Thanks for calling. But Hamilton said it too. He said, if people really want to worship a king, they've got to worship somebody, but they prefer a human being to worship. And unfortunately, lots of people do. That's what celebrities are all about, you see, and that's why the big boys use them. From Hamish, myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>